Welcome to Resilient Science, the show where we spend 10 to 15 minutes each week trying to better understand a topic around hockey, rehab, and the science behind it. My name is Dr. Ben Cernick. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Uh, I'm a strength coach, goalie coach, and a researcher that looks at hockey things. Jamie, how are you doing? My name is Jay Phillips. I am a student physical therapist, so not a doctor yet, almost. I have a master's of science in exercise physiology. I'm a certified strength coach. I played professional for four years, and my research is not in hockey players. It's actually in football players. So interesting, Loser. but still sports. Sports. Um, sports, sports, sports. That's uh, the lab that I work in. It's called the Sports, Sports, Sports Lab informally. So uh, you can't beat that. I like that. I, I'm going to yeah. take that. I think that's what I'm going to call my business when I open it. It's the Sports, Sports, Sports. Yeah. It's the Sports, Sports, Sports yeah. <laughs> Center. It's actually the we're actually the exercise and skill acquisition lab, but that's a different story. Anyways, uh, we're here at Resilient Science to talk about sports, 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 and the sports, sports, sports we're talking about today is starting Toronto Maple Leafs goalie Matt Murray, yeah, injured less than a week into the season, and so for those who don't live in Canada and don't have Toronto Maple Leafs news pumped into your veins twenty four seven, um. Matt Murray has an adductor strain placed on long-term injury reserve for at least 10 games. Uh, for those who don't know what an adductor strain is, that's the anatomical way of saying they pulled their groin. Um, and so the the big news that people are kind of looking at this is that this is like, I think, I don't want to misread this, but I think it's like the seventh time that Matt Murray has been on LTIR uh, in the last five years, or is the fifth time in the last seven years. Either way, a lot of times on the LTIR, which is not fun, and you don't ever want to wish any athlete to be injured and missing that much time. But it does kind of raise the question of let's talk about goalie injuries and let's talk about early season goalie injuries. And to give a little perspective into kind of how where our heads first thought was, Jamie, can you kind of walk us through what NHL camp process looks like in preseason and just like how long and grueling that like month and a half, two months leading into the season is? So the experience that a player like myself who was lower on the totem pole of like prospects and potential in the NHL is a little different than guys that come in that are full-time NHL players. So like Matt Murray's camp experience is going to be vastly different than mine. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a recap on both. So for us, for like, I also call myself, call ourselves the peasants, the peasant players, the guys that are going to either get sent down to the American league or the East coast. And that's like, there's not a spot in the roster for you. Um, like you, you come in, you have to do all the training camp or all the fitness testing modalities. Sometimes the, the, the top prospects don't have to do all of them. They pick and choose depending on who you are and what your status is and how well they know. You know, McDavid's going to be good. You don't have to make him do the aerodyne test or where the whatever it's going to be um there is a the nhlpa has a limit on the number of hours you're allowed to spend at camp and i believe it's three um per day three per day uh that rule does get stretched a little bit but they act the teams are pretty good at 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 staying to that rule um it's just guys will stay on extra and that's where it gets stretched so again the peasants like us will stay on extra because we want to impress we want to do things right um one your adrenaline's high so you're 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 playing at maximal capacity like you're trying to impress the organization you're trying to make money this is your career it's your job so it's not like you're just coming out and going for a skate like you are going 100 percent balls to the wall every ice session um you will have typically a, a skate or a lift in the morning or it gets reversed and then you go home but 
it seems little, but it's the most intense skate and intense workout that you can have because you're trying to impress people. And this will continue for about a week or two. And then you'll add in, you'll add in the exhibition games. If you play in those again, like if you're a peasant like us, then you, you still have to compete hard and you have those games. Um, then when you get sent down for us, like you get sent down to the, the American League camp, um, there'll be a new, a new set of players that were, invent, or were invited to the NHL camp. And then the same thing continues. And then if you get sent down to the East Coast camp, it's a whole new thing. So it ends up being a good four to six or seven weeks of training camp. And that's going absolutely 100% every single day. Like you come home and you go to your hotel and you just sleep because you're just so tired because you gave it all in the morning and then you're just KO'd. Um, if you're like someone like Matt Murray, it's a little different because you have a spot on the team. You're established. So you don't have to give as much. Um the teams are a little more cognizant of your body and making sure that you're not killing yourself because you know, you're a multi-million dollar asset for them. They can't have you on the long-term IR. So long story short, it's very intense for a long time at really short bursts per day, but it's just the old, that accumulative volume over time is quite a bit and you're going or you're battling. If you're uh, like a lower rung guy, like, like I was. Yeah. That's like, I think that's a, a great explanation, right? Where you have like different experiences across, depending on what your, your, you know, what your playing experience is, what your salary is going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. Where like Dustin Bufflin's, Dustin Bufflin's workouts were a lot different than my workouts. I'll just say that. <laughs> Dustin Bufflin had a lot more NHL points than you had. By a lot. And by, <laughs> by that, I mean, I had zero. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's like it's important to acknowledge, right? That like even and even in the case of Matt Murray, right? He is a new face with the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an Ontario guy. Um, he I don't know if he grew up as a Leafs fan as a kid, but there's like a lot of different kind of things that yeah. can contribute to that experience too, right? Especially as a goalie, probably considered a veteran goalie at this point. It's been in the league a while. Well, two Stanley Cups. Yeah, not not a big deal. Uh, Coming in, probably you're still probably going to be jacked up. New team, new mm-hmm. environment, right? There, there's a chance that you're still giving a pretty solid effort to establish yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, I think that he knew that he was signed to be the starter, but it's not like Samsonov, who's in Toronto, is is like a, a bum. Like it's not like he's. he's, I, he's I, to be honest, I think Samsonov, Samsonov or whatever, is better than Murray. That's my opinion. Yeah, he might. And he might be. And this yeah. might be kind of his chance to show it over the next few weeks. But that's what I mean. I, I don't think Murray arrives in Toronto and sits mm-hmm. back comfortably which kind of leads me to my next point right which is why do groin injuries happen and for those who are, who are listening um who follow jamie's content or my content or our mutual content um you've heard us blabber on about groin injuries and, and their significant hip and groin injuries and their significance in goalies so uh murray going down with the groin injury if we were to pick it if you told me that a goalie got hurt and you asked me what injury i thought it would be nine ten times out of ten i'm picking hip or groin Right. Yeah. Like that's just, that's all I'm assuming. You give me no context. I tell you, hit the and so what we're doing with all this big lead up is, is obviously we don't know what happened. We don't have the details. We're not in the medical staff. Um, mm-hmm. We have only the public information that you all have as well. And, but when I hear these stories, when I see these situations and what was kind of described online, my first thought is going, okay, this is an example of him pushing himself kind of over and over and over. And, 
picking up these like little bit of like, you're doing a little bit too much one day mm-hmm. uh, you do a little bit too much another day and then one day you just go for a T push you go to push across the crease and your foot slips out and you just feel your groin just tell you it's not happy anymore and and kind of one of the leading ideas behind this is this idea of just like uh, tissue load accumulation so this idea that like when you do something over and over again sometimes when you push beyond your muscles uh, like threshold your muscles ability uh, to handle that you get this you know a little bit of like what we call micro tearing which is not a bad thing you're able to recover from that that's actually how you get stronger but in sport it's not uncommon for us to kind of push into that zone repeatedly and over and over without proper recovery just because it's the nature of of, of the sport like you're just on the ice a lot of the start of the season and the analogy you can give is like there's a there's a bunch but think about as if you have a bathtub and you poke a hole in the bathtub and it starts to starts to leak and then you turn the water on you turn the faucet on and it starts to fill up the faucet is the things you're doing in recovery you're stretching you're taking your time off you're eating properly but the more every time you exercise you poke another hole poke another hole and poke another hole eventually if you continue to poke holes then you're going to the 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 tub's going to empty and that's yeah. kind of that tipping point where you you get the injury and so it's it's so it's it's funny to see like our different mindsets and how you approach it so for me, my first mindset is what did Matt, tell you an injury this early, I go, what did Matt Murray's off season look like? And there was a quote, I wish I'm going to find it after because it's a really good one and I'm probably going to use it in the future, but it was <laughs> uh, NHL players used to come to training camp to get in shape. Now they come to training camp injured. And yes, is that a gross assumption? Probably, but there is a lot of like from our team, we had a lot of freshmen come in injured. Um, you see a lot of guys in the NHL now coming to training camp injuries. So are these two, are there, is there a correlation between like Matt Murray's injuries or, or and the coming into camp? Possibly, maybe we don't know, but it's just another variable that has to be examined when considering talking about injuries and especially training camp time injuries. Yeah. And I think, so this is actually something that let's, t- let's tie some science into this too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's really interesting and what we know about hip and groin injuries, and I'm pulling from other sports here. So I'm pulling a little bit from soccer where we just have a lot more research. Um, but in soccer, athletes who finished a season with a hip and groin injury, and that can be like they were playing through it like it was what they called minor, but they had a hip and groin injury. Mm-hmm. At the start of the next season, that same group showed weaker strength, uh, weaker power, and during the season, we're more likely to be re-injured, right? And so if we go yeah. back to earlier when I mentioned kind of uh, Matt Murray's injury history, and this is like a really, really loaded question about someone being injury prone. I actually don't think that's a fair thing to call someone. Um, but I do appreciate that like someone who isn't able to recover from a previous injury fully. And as fans mm-hmm. and spectators and we don't always get the details, right? We don't yeah. know how long someone's still battling through something. Um, but again, like if, if based on Murray's history, like he missed some time in Ottawa last year. I'm fairly sure. Like I don't think he played, he played the back half of the season, but I know he missed some time at the start. Uh, and so again, it, it wouldn't surprise me that he was playing through some, some aches and pains and, and, you know, you kind of kind of grind through the summer and, you come to camp and you start kind of working back again. It's again, it's just not that surprising to me. Like anytime a goalie goes down early in the first month of, of season, mm-hmm. I'm like, my first thought is just like, 
okay, how did did he play through this last year? Like, is this something that he was just playing through again? And that's the problem with the nature of sports too. So you have a player will get injury one. And usually a lot, I mean, usually like they say (laughs) guys come back like 100%. Guys don't come back 100%. The guys are playing, like when it's a business, you're playing for your careers. And so to be honest, your health, the way you think about your body really goes out the window because you want to get back. You don't want to lose your spot. Like Matt Murray's mindset, he doesn't want to lose his spot to Sam Solomon. This is probably his last kick of the can of the full-time NHL job. So like he wants to perform his best. So he says he's playing with an injury at like Ottawa. He's out for some time. He comes back at like 80%. He's playing through pain. He's playing through it. He's grinding through it. So his body's taking a beating, taking a beating. Summer ends and his body's at like, sorry, a season ends and summer starts. And he's at like, let's say he's at 60% capacity. So now he has a choice, take a long time off and fully recover, recover as best as he can, or take a little time off, get his body back to maybe 70, 80% and then start training. And the off season's short, like four, four months maybe is not like a long time in the grand scheme of things. And so he starts training. I don't, I don't know his training program, how he does it. Maybe he hops on the ice or like maybe too early as, as what we would think considered too early, but and then he's training and his body never fully recovers. Then he gets to training camp. He wants to impress. He trains hard. He skates hard. He's doing well. But his body never got back to 90%, 100. It, it only ever maybe peaked at 80, which is the original injury recovery. And now he gets down to 60, 70, injures himself. And it was going to be interesting to see how many times does Matt Murray get re-injured from this point on again? Because where is he going to recover fully back to, you know, 90 no one's ever really at 100 but 90 i don't know because if you look at the the least depth chart and i don't want to turn this into leafs talk radio but you look at the least depth <laughs> chart they have a, all of their goalies are injured right now like they're all yeah. injured. it's like what the heck is going on right all injured. Injured. they also have Marley's a bunch of prospects injured. they got a bunch of prospects legit retire and they're like 20 years old because they're they were just so injured so yeah. i'm not saying the leafs are killing killing goalies but they're just maybe they just have bad luck but all their guys are injured so now there's going to be even more any pressure to return early for Murray from the organization point and from his own brain point. Yeah. And then if the Leafs start to lose, there's going to be even more pressure to him to return early. And, you know, maybe he comes back at again, 70% for a couple of games. One yeah. key push or shuffle later. And it's just, it, it's, it's so hard. And that's why injuries in sports are like so incredibly convoluted. And it's never like, Oh, we'll just take care of your body. Well, it, yeah. it's injuries are ridiculous and like you were yeah. saying like like you're talking about injury and power and if you never get a chance to train properly in the off season like we like being weak muscles and like non-power muscles are a great indicator of the likelihood and the prevalence of injury yeah. so if you're already injured and you can't train well you're more likely to get injured on top of that combined with so many different layers so like it's so comp complicated but what what can you do as an athlete listening to this or the parents of an athlete to reduce the likelihood of injuries occurring because you can never prevent them completely reduce the likelihood or just set yourself up for the best chance to stay healthy throughout the duration of the season. The, this is going to be like, this is where my current research aims and future research aims are. And lots of people have kind of looked at this, but uh, we love this idea that like we could be able to predict your injuries based on like how much we're doing or how intense we're doing things. We just like don't have any any research to support this. Like as before much as- you, my my research is on trying to predict injuries in football players based on their tendon reflexes. So 
Will it be useful? I don't know. Well, uh, we have, we submit to the IRB like next week. So we just got to get through the IRB, (laughs) but Um, sorry, continue. No, I was going to say, so again, like there's just, it's just really hard to do. It's, it's probably, there's probably too much going on to like accurately and regularly do it, but there are things Mm. you can do generally, generally that we see that are probably helpful. Um, So Jamie kind of hinted at it before, but in hockey players, um, again, kind of like hip and groin strength seems to be a little bit protective. So increased ability uh, to kind of use those groin muscles. And there's ways that we test that, uh, something called like a squeeze test, where you basically try to push your ankles together uh, as hard as possible. And that kind of gives you a score of how much force your, your kind of groin muscles can produce. Typically, higher scores of that uh, are less likely to get injured. How strong that research is i can't really tell you off the top of my head and i would i would dare to say that injuries are more complicated than just how strong your groin is but that doesn't hurt it's 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 like it is like a helpful component to have uh the second thing is again just like being cognizant so being aware of like being in tune with your body um i made a post earlier about it's probably good with goalies specifically but what this probably won't hurt with players either uh, to to kind of keep track of how hard you're finding training on your hip and groin, uh, just just monitoring that because human like humans are pretty good at self regulating this idea we call ourselves auto regulation. We're pretty good that when we think about how hard something is for us or how challenging or painful it is, we're doing a pretty good job of scoring it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like, like basically listen to your own body, but writing it down is is a really helpful way to just kind of keep track because. You can kind of start piecing together when you might be feeling like you're doing too much or you're stringing too many really hard days in a row. And and we do know that not necessarily um, that's going to lead to injury, but we do kind of know that we can get into these ideas of overtraining when you're just doing too much all the time. Yeah. And so my, my big two suggestions are based on science is one, it, it never hurts to get stronger with your hip and groin. Um, so a good training program in the off season and during the season yeah. Right. Like that's a huge part is like you need someone if you don't have someone help try reach out to someone who can kind of help you with your recovery and your in-season training. I would recommend that hugely. I wish that I did that better when I was younger. Me too. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of things is if you, if you don't have that and you can't get it, just start tracking yourself a little bit more. Um, just be a little bit more aware of how hard your practice was overall, how hard your practice was on your body. Uh and then know when you can push it or know when you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do any extra for a day or two because I'm getting crushed right now. Know when you, know when you can try to recover better. Yeah. Jamie, your final the only thing I would add to that is it's hockey's changing in a good way. I know some people, some old guys listening to this, they're like, oh, everyone's getting soft. But like, if you feel like your back is tweaked or your hips are tweaked or some, something's not right, talk to your coach and say like, hey, like I, I need a day off today. It's one thing if you're crying wolf and it's all the time. But something's really not right just say hey i think i need a day off here because something doesn't feel great and that's something i didn't do when i played i I just didn't want to give up the ice i was so afraid of losing my job that like i would just play through anything and it was horrible but that you know hockey is it was it was the wrong approach it was objectively the wrong approach so be okay if you're a younger athlete talk to your parents let them know like hey like i need a day i need a day off here my my hips hurt my groins hurt i just need to take a full rest like don't work out don't hop on the bike just take a full day of rest maybe don't even stretch just take some time off and just 
be confident and be able to communicate when you're listening to your body. If, if you know, or you have a sense that something's not right. Yeah. And then again, always, if you feel like, and last caveat, if you feel like you're hurt and you feel like you can't do something, go find uh, a healthcare professional who, who understands your demands, like who understands what you're going through and can help guide you. Don't, I really strongly say, don't go to Jimmy down the block mm-hmm. um, who played, you know, fresh. Well, why don't we days. just like, we should, we, we are so bad at promoting ourselves. We literally, yeah. our, our business is two and, <laughs> a half ex, two and a half experts, two, two doctors and one almost doctor that are, which are, what we do is we help athletes stop playing, like whatever their issue yeah. is, we help them get back on the ice or stop, help them improve the, the pain levels and get them playing comfortably. And that's what we do at Resilient. Like the whole purpose of it, we just we just don't ever promote yeah, ourselves that well. Whoops. Um, this all, I'm going to also put this out to coaches. Uh, yeah. Coaches, if you're listening, goalie coaches, regular team coaches, um, if you have goalies that are coming to you or players that are coming to you that are hurt and they don't know what to do and you don't know what to do, uh, we're happy to kind of talk to coaches too and consult yeah. coaches on best ways to kind of design some stuff too. So, if you're a goalie coach or any coach and you just want to talk, you're looking at us as like speaking to your team and just like. Hey, like, can you can you come talk to our team? Just let us know because we would love to do that. We'd love to help just help athletes stay healthy because it's it's actually we just it's ridiculous how many guys are getting hurt this early in, in the season and in the season in general from things that pro- may have been avoided or you might have given you a chance to a better chance to not end up in that situation. Absolutely, yeah. So on that note, as Jamie would always say, throw a like, throw a subscription down, yeah, um, and then again, offers on the table us mm-hmm. at resilient hockey um we're here to help so find us thanks for listening